kick it off with the Country Racing Show. We've got all the racing news and people from around Victoria, racing's greatest state. Welcome along to Coleraine, Bendigo, Ballarat, Waterball, Fed365, Geelong. And good morning, everybody, from Swan Hill. Welcome to the South Turf Club. Already. Ah! Off they go. For Country Racing Victoria, this is the Country Racing Show. Where we belong, country race is strong, it's got it all. Yes, time for the Country Racing Show on Big V Racing. And Nikita Ross has joined us live at the Melbourne Convention Centre. Hello, Nikita. Good morning, Matt. And Matt, how are we? Well, well, have you been able to take much in? I have. It was really interesting this morning, actually, listening to Chris Waller, um, Denise from Star Thoroughbreds, um, Terry from OTI, of course. It was uh, fascinating listening. I think an area of the industry that is so important, that ownership base, growing mm. it, retaining it. So, um, yeah, really fascinating to hear Chris Waller's business model, how he started from the bottom, built it up, and obviously is one of um, the most you know sought-after trainers now. So really great to um, to hear that this morning and some more good sessions is coming this yeah, afternoon. Yeah, and uh, there's Scott Whiteman from Country Racing Victoria, Darren Galley, you, uh, a lot of the Jarrett Farley who we're about to talk to from Mildura, and all the, the major country clubs are here, Belinda Glass, uh, Neil Bainbridge, and all the others. And I, we're not behind the closed door, but I hope that country racing um, is being well represented at the, mm. through, the, through the discussions. Yeah, well, there's, um, there's plenty of club managers here from uh, right across Victoria. As you know, Jarrett's here with us now. And, uh, he's, he's come from furthest come from to field Exactly, he wins. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, really well represented by the country clubs here, um, which is fantastic to see because um, I think it's going to be a really informative three days. Jarrett's uh, been dealing with Mother Nature's <laughs> worst in recent times. The, how are you, Jarrett? Very well, mate. Very well. We Good need to, to turn his you, microphone right up today. Just uh, he's feeling a little bit here? under the weather. Oh, yeah, he's a bit scratchy. It's the dust. It's the red dust <laughs> yeah. before he came down. Nothing to do with him biting. Quite, does, yeah. quite dust up in Mildura at the moment. You had an amazing uh, uh, Mother Nature phenomenon mm. to deal with in recent times, and it's hard to describe uh, because it was about rising floodwaters on delay that were pouring down the Murray and you're anticipating this flood that wasn't from rainfall, it was sort of a ripple effect from further up the river. Tell us about what you've been through up there. Yeah, so we, we knew it was coming we uh, obviously, our Melbourne Cup day up there was one of our biggest race meetings, so we had our Melbourne Cup day and from there we knew we had three or four weeks uh, to prepare for the floods, so we sort of got through Melbourne Cup day and, and finalised that and then we started preparing for the flood you know Really hard to see. We're at a race course. Yes, we've got a river about 150, 200 metres away, uh, but the water itself, uh, we were getting told, was going to come in from further downstream. Was that hard to understand? Well, we couldn't work it out. We're sort of sitting there, and and the day before the race course actually got inundated with water, I think it was a Wednesday or Thursday afternoon, myself and Murray James, the track manager, are out there, and we had a look around. There was... You couldn't see, there was no water anywhere. Um, we're thinking, oh, we've still got plenty of time up our sleeve. Mm. Overnight, uh, we had a metre of water through our wow. car park. So it just came up two or three metres overnight. It was just, just amazing. Was How it scary? Long- yeah. <laughs> it was amazing to see. It's not something I want to go through again. Yeah. Um, but just, just the, the volume of water, as you may have seen from images and some drone footage we're taking, was, was just amazing. How amazing. long did it take to go down? Yeah, so we got inundated uh, late November. Uh, and then we couldn't access the track again until early January. So four or five weeks of water, um, four or five weeks probably underwater. Uh, the race course was underwater that whole time. Uh, all the facilities all got inundated with water. So it was, yeah, it was it was everywhere and it was really hard because you couldn't get out there and actually have a look mm. and, and see what was going on. And Jared, I, I think the thing that really amazed me going up there a few weeks ago and actually seeing it was there were car 
all over the ground. Like I'm talking in the bedding ring. Like that's, in the, that's in easy the, fishing, it, isn't it? <laughs> 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 it, it was amazing. <laughs> These small carp just everywhere to think at a racetrack like if you wander to yeah. a racetrack tomorrow and just think of all these fish just laying around the course and in the stabling area it's just hard to get your head around but it was there was that much water yeah. that, that that can happen mm. so um just give, give us an update about where you're at now I, I know um a few weeks ago you had representatives from crv and rv go up there to to have a look around so what's the update on yeah that? and just touching on the fish uh, when we first walked the course proper on the grass there was carp you know 450 mil long in the middle of the race course Mm. Uh, just, just phenomenal. They were just absolutely everywhere. Stuck in, stuck in the fences. It was like a gill net. It's a shame you couldn't pluck <laughs> yeah. them off and put them in a pan because no one eats carp yeah, except, no one eats except for the poms. Yes, the you, poms. You're actually home. not allowed to throw them back. I don't think. Are you? No, you're not. No, you're right. Because they're bottom catch. feeders. Well, yes, yes. They're no good for the uh, for the river system mm. at all. I, yeah. Totally. As an aside, I was up doing a story 30 years ago up in the Riverina, and uh, it, I was introduced to the man who started the Charlie Carp um, fertiliser. So what he did, he, no one could work out what to do with the carp because mm. there were that many of them and yep. no, one, no one ate them and they were pests. And So he created, I went to his factory, it was a tiny little factory and he had a couple of tubs of Charlie Carp garden fertiliser. He gave me one which I took home and now Charlie Carp is massive it now, is, isn't yes. it? Huge, yeah, and it'd be quite uh, quite easy to get his product too at the moment. I would have thought so. He might be he might be going even better than he has. Been. Exactly right. <laughs> we did digress. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the racetrack, where's where's it at in terms of a potential return? Uh, yeah, so we're sort of up in the air a little bit at the moment. We've got Race of Victoria, who have been fantastic. Country Race of Victoria, they're all got a crew coming on Monday, so we've had lots of track. Uh, managers and other clubs, industry staff reaching out, wanting to help, wanting mm-hmm. to come up and, and do something. So on Monday we, we commence basically a full renovation uh, which means we take 10 mil of the topsoil off the race course which is all full of silt and weeds and, and bad stuff that we don't really want on there. So we get a, a special mower in that takes 10 mil off it. Um, that'll take a couple of days by the time they do the whole race course. Then we re-sprig, top dress um, and hopefully the you know, best case scenario is if we get 12 weeks of good growing, we'll have full cover back in 12 weeks. So, yeah, wow. Uh, we'll, we'll meet with Race of Victoria and, and CRV and the guys about mid-April and, and see where it's at. Yeah. Is it a challenging time of the year to, to do these redevelopments or is it actually going to be uh, work out okay? In the perfect world, it's, it's a couple of months too late. Yeah. So, so our renovation is, is completed just after Melbourne Cup Day normally. Um, and that gives us a full growing season over summer. So it's it's not ideal, but it's a lot better than trying to do it in April, May, because mm. uh, we still got to, you know, being sunraiser, it's quite sunny up there, so we've still got some decent yep. weather yep. to help grow. And, Jared, it's the 100th running this year of your cup, which I know is something really important to the club as well. So um, to be able to hold that at Mildura is basically what you want, isn't it? It's the only way that you, you want to have your 100th cup run. Oh, 100%. Uh, and that's obviously that's the dream. That's what we're working towards is you know, if, if we can have that event still this year, that's probably that's the best outcome, I think, at the moment. But, I mean, on top of the track, as I said, all our buildings were inundated. So, yeah, there's potentially two buildings that will be condemned. So um, having to rebuild them, it will you know, be a two- or three-, four-year pro- uh, process as well. So it's just a matter of trying to line all the ducks up so our facilities mm. are okay, our track's okay. Uh, and we can actually have a safe race meeting. Yeah. Just before we let you go, um, the, the the ebb and flow so far of the conference, so uh, we're probably about halfway through. How much of it has resonated with you, and what points that have been brought up have have really picked your ears? Yeah, it's been it has been a really good you know, two days or day and a half so far. Um, as we touched on before, the ownership stuff. You know, owners are becoming 
are quite different, I guess, in regards to you know, your micro owners and you've got your major owners. And, and then there's some stuff yesterday speaking about Gen Z and the next generation, you know, the digital generation. And uh, a guy by the name of Gary Lou, I think his name was, spoke, and it just blew everyone's mind as to just how next level the Gen Z coming through is going to be and what we need to do to attract those people. Yeah, they're going to be heavily armed with uh, technology. There's no doubt about that. Why is Kumiella not as popular as it should be? Oh, it's New South Wales, so we don't talk about New South Wales, do we? <laughs> We're not allowed anymore. Yeah, we were in Mildura, me and the kids, and they both play yeah. golf. We Googled golf courses near us, and there was like, play at this one at Mildura, that one, and then a little sneaky one over the border, about 10 minutes, is oh, the most beautiful, beautiful. golf course yep. that not... You know when you talk about playing golf up on the yep. up on the Murray? No one really talks map. up Kumiella, but it's a beautiful Yeah, course. sensational golf course, and not unusual to have kangaroos watching your tee off the third or fourth hole either there. It's... Uh, and that, unfortunately for them, they always put me off too. I always <laughs> oh, you blame the kangaroos. <laughs> they, uh, they, them, and uh, uh, Riverside and other golf course actually suffered quite heavily from the floods as oh. well. So um, they've yeah. got a lot of work in front of them to, to get oh. them up and going again. Well, let's yeah. get up there for the for the races Absolutely. and do a bit of yes. action as well. Get around everyone in Mildura. We know it's been a, a difficult few months. Um, appreciate you coming on the show this no, morning, Jarrett. Um, good luck with the with the uh, redevelopments and hopefully it all goes smoothly. Thank you so much. Jarrett Farley, they're the CEO of the Mildura Racing Club, joining us on the Country Racing Show. Uh, we might head to a break and uh, we'll come back. Neil Bainbridge is going to join us from the Cranbourne Turf Club and uh, plenty more on the other side as well. You're with Matt Nevitt, Matt Stewart and Nikita Ross on Big V Racing. Welcome back to Big V Racing. We're live from the Melbourne Convention Centre here at the 39th Asian Racing Conference. Matt Nevitt, Matt Stewart and Nikita Ross are with you on the Country Racing Show and we're joined now by the CEO of the Cranbourne Turf Club, Neil Bainbridge. Uh, good morning, Neil. Thanks for dropping by. Uh, thanks for having me, Matt. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Yeah, we, this is the Country Racing Show, but I reckon you could e easily argue that um, country is not quite the modern mm. definition for Cranbourne, <laughs> is it? Well, it's sort of evolved like that, hasn't it? You know, uh, I think our history defines us as country out there at Cranbourne, but certainly part of metropolitan Melbourne now, and uh, not only population-wise, but certainly from a racing club point of view, we're a venue that runs predominantly Friday nights 27 times a year, and at the moment with the influx of, uh, you know, the Caulfield trainers to complement the existing ones we had at Cranbourne, uh, there's probably over a thousand horses a day being worked at Cranbourne, so certainly, uh, certainly metropolitan in size and shape, and uh, something we're really proud of. Mm. And just speaking about about that and, and growing, Neil. Yeah, you you must be proud of your recent Cup Day as well. I was there. Fantastic atmosphere, fantastic crowd. It was just a great day um, for Country Cups, and uh, you must be really proud of of the club and how that's continued to grow and evolve. Look, look, we are, and you know, certainly afforded a wonderful opportunity by Racing Victoria and Country Racing to have the standalone Saturday uh, in the Spring Racing Carnival. A great opportunity, not only for our club, but I think a great opportunity for the industry. Um, you know, such a wonderful young demographic out in that Casey Cranbourne area. You know, it's the largest municipality in Victoria. Population continues to grow, you know, on a daily basis. Uh, a lot of first home buyers moving out that way. So we, we're very fortunate we sit in the sweet spot of that 18 to 35 year old market. Um, and as we've learned over you know, a day and a half already here at the Asian Racing Conference, a uh, really important segment. Uh, and a really important group of people that you know, racing needs and, and we need to continue to bring them through the sport and we think that uh, Cranbourne its location, Cranbourne through Friday nights and certainly through the standalone uh, Saturday in spring uh, provides not only a club but also industry with a great opportunity. You, what you just said in the last minute and a half has probably answered my question and uh, we, we do have to go to a ground race in a minute so that might just interrupt but we'll get back to 
all the discussion about the spring, my understanding is the decision has been made, but we don't have a formal announcement yet about what may happen. And the big talk was about the shifting of the potential shifting of the Cox Plate, and that would have impacted Ballarat and Cranbourne. You, you kind of just made the case there, but there's a bit more to it than that. The, the argument was about plummeting wagering after cup work and so on. You'd love to hang on to your date, just like Belinda Glasswood at Ballarat. What's the case for retention of the, the status quo? Look, certainly we made a number of submissions uh, as a club uh, to Racing Victoria uh, with the support of Country Racing now for, for a period of time. Um, you know, we support the review of the Spring Racing Carnival. Uh, we think Cranbourne's got a significant role to play in that. Um, you know, we think it's important for the Carnival to go out into the Cranbournes and the Ballarats. Um, you know, to grow audiences. You know, I think we already race, you know, a significant number of times in the metropolitan space across the whole year. Uh, so for the opportunity for Cranbourne and Ballarat and, and Pakenham as well, um, our neighbour, um, to be able to have those great opportunities, um, you know, we think that's really important. Important for the sport, not only short term, but certainly in sport. This morning, Matt Nevitt, Matt Stewart and Nikita Ross are with you on the Country Racing Show and we've got the CEO of the Cranbourne Turf Club, Neil Bainbridge, with us. And uh, we have been discussing the, the potential changes to the Spring Carnival and what that might look like on a number of different fronts. Um, obviously, the, the Cranbourne Cup meeting fits at the moment right at the end of that. Um, Neil, throughout these discussions that have taken place in, in recent weeks and months, do you feel like your club has had its voice heard or have you been a little bit disappointed with the way that it's played out? Uh, no, I think uh, from our club's point of view, um, we've been involved in the discussions uh, fairly heavily. So we've had a number of uh, catch-ups with not only Matt Welsh and, and Andrew Jones. Uh, the club's made you know a number of lengthy submissions. Um, it's a pretty big issue for our club, and um, you know we've been afforded a wonderful opportunity. We've got a great race date. Uh, we think we've done it justice to date, um, but we respect the process. We respect the the need to review. Um, and we wanted to be involved, and so we actively got ourselves involved. And, um, you know, I think Racing Victoria has been quite open uh, with us. And uh, I must say, Country Racing through Scott Whiteman's also kept us well in the loop as well. So, you know, I, I think we've been involved and uh, we, we, we're comfortable of the process. And, uh, and obviously, like a lot of people out there in racing, we, we sort of wait with bated breath. Uh, as to what the outcome of that process will be, and, and our understanding at this stage is, is we'll learn a little bit more at the end of Feb at the end of February. Neil, we're with Neil Bainbridge, the CEO of the Cranbourne Turf Club. And Neil, the situation with Dean Lester is certainly not improving. Uh, uh, he's not just a much-loved part of our team and the fabric of Victorian racing, but he's a, cr a proud. What are we, Cranburnian? Cranbourneite? Yeah, something like Cranburnian. that. Um, he's the born identity, mate. Yeah, exactly right. He's uh, been he's had lived in two or three different uh, places down that way, Devon Meadows, uh, all that sort of area, but heart and souls at Cranbourne. He was the trackman at Cranbourne, sitting on that little hill there back in the olden days. I think he maybe even clocked his first horses at the Cranbourne racetrack and then moved across to the training centre. So... Uh, it cuts deep everywhere, but especially in the community of Cranbourne, which is such a racing community, and Dean's uh, an institution down there, isn't he? Oh, look, he is. It's, um, you know, it's been difficult for a lot of people, and um, you know, I think the, the support that the racing industry and the community of Cranbourne has sort of reached out to Dean and his family during this difficult, difficult time has been, uh, has been, tre been tremendous. Um, look, he's an inspiration to so many people. He's been a great, great sounding board. Um, you know, not only to punters but to the broader racing community and uh, you know, we're, we're all sort of doing what we can and, and wish him all the best and, and, and support him in every way we can and um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are, that, that are doing it 
really difficult and uh, and obviously that's Dean and um, you know we're, we're, we're thinking of him yeah. and the GoFundMe was a just you couldn't read about it the the tragedy of the race meeting that fell by the wayside and it's it's just one of those things and we've spoken to you about that however the 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 gofundme drive sort of pushed through that and uh uh, it, it sort of went through un, almost uninterrupted, didn't it, the, the GoFundMe through that? Well, it, it absolutely did. And, and obviously, first and foremost, you know, the 27th of January was a, was a really disappointing day for our club. Um, and so we've got to acknowledge that and own that and, and uh, move on and get better. Uh, but, you know... Uh, Look, the funds were, were raised. You know, there was over twenty-two thousand dollars raised. Uh, they've gone to the GoFundMe. Um, so wonderful support of, of a lot of people. Uh, you know, indication of the of the great support that he had. Uh, lots of donations. Lots of significant contributions made. Um, and um, you know, we, we, we just thank RSN and everyone. Um, you know, not only for setting up the GoFundMe page, but for everyone out there in the racing community that. Uh, that contributed to GoFundMe and, and certainly for those people that uh, that offered uh, auction items and the like for Cranbourne to uh, to help support you know one of our own in Dean during a difficult time. Yeah, absolutely well said. And you can still jump on that GoFundMe page and, and donate money towards Dean. And, and I'll just um, you know share those thoughts as well. We're, we're thinking of of Dean right now and his family, and our heart goes out uh, to those people. Uh, Neil, we appreciate you dropping by as well and uh, enjoy the rest of the, the conference here and uh, if you pop along to South Melbourne tonight, look after Matty Stewart. Will do. Good man. <laughs> Thanks, Neil. Good, Good idea. Thanks Neil Bainbridge there from the Cranbourne Turf Club joining us on the Country Racing Show. Uh, Nikita, there's plenty happening this week in there Country is. Racing. There is. touched always. on the Morong Cup. I've been yes. Googling. He's a historian, Matthew Stewart. <laughs> now, um, just while we're on it, I, I see on the screen in front of you there, um, Matt, it said 51% of people are in favour of <laughs> dumping the dress code, which, as we know, was discussed here at the conference yesterday. Overwhelming. 51. Which I was probably surprised at. However... If you had to yay on Sunday, there's no dress code. You can wear your thongs if you like, your board shorts, Matt. So, exactly. Um, well, country... I wouldn't have to change. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can look as casual as you do now. So, um, you oh, know, that's, what we, that's what we love about country, <laughs> country racing is that it is casual, it is relaxed, isn't yeah. it, those days like that. And uh, we've got Woolamai on Saturday. And also um, something a bit special happening at Woolamai, they've got an um, off-the-track um, display and also an RDA display promoting the uh, all the fantastic work that uh, racing for, uh, riding for the disabled and, and also off the track do so yep. um, they'll be there well represented at Woolamai on Saturday um, and we've also got the Morong Cup which I know you're going to speak to Matt and uh, just to note that an early start the heat policy yep. has been um, put in place for racing at Wodonga tomorrow Friday so an 11.30 start there at Wodonga um, but tell us a little bit about what you've googled <laughs> found on Google from the Morong what Cup which will Morong? be held at Indigo. Known for the post office opened in Jan on January the 1st, 1860. Sounds like a gold mining town. The town has an Australian rules football team competing in the Loddon Valley Football League known as the Morong Panthers. Golfers play on the golf course. Oh, that makes they sense. had trots there. <laughs> That's about all you need to know. And the, the race meeting that Juppie rang in yesterday, the, the Jupster, the bookie, and told us that Morong Cup Day, he's a local, is even bigger than Golden Mile Day for mm. crowds. So it's a really big community day. And there's a strong emphasis on raising funds for the Catholic schools in Bendigo. Yep. So Frosty Coffee going for three cup wins with yeah, Bannison as well. Yeah, they've got a good field there for the Morong Cup. 
Uh, Nikita, I've got a little bit slack with the what caught my eyes. Have you got one this week? I do, I yes. do. I've always got to be prepared. I need to lift uh, my game. Maybe, but no, um, Nathan Newton, I had a chat to him on Monday. Uh, Wangaratto-based horseman and uh, former jumps jockey. And um, he trained his first winner. He's not, doesn't uh, doesn't ride a lot. I think he's had 19 crew wins. Yep. Um, but yeah, predominantly uh, rides the jumps. But he um, got his first winner as a trainer and rode it himself at Bendigo last Sunday and was really emotional um, yeah. after the win because it just meant so much to him. So um, just from speaking to him, I, I wrote an article and he came across as such a patient horseman. He, he bought this horse that didn't sell on the auction, got it for $400. $400, yeah. And then he, he put it out in the paddock. It was six-year-old and he said, no, no, it needs time. And, and he put it out in the paddock. So um, seven-year-old now and uh, was able to get the win and um, it'll head to the to the jumps, which their season commences fairly soon. So mm. it was great. And he survived a whip breach protest yes. too. So there was a protest yeah. in the race against him and he survived from the runner-up because he, he overused the whip. Mm. And he works for Adrian Corboy, who breaks in, breaks in a huge amount of horses for mm. um, Kieran Murray and Dave Eustace. We yeah, yep. had a chat to him the other day as well. And the role he plays for Mar Eustace. Can you imagine how many horses are getting off the truck to break in for Mar yeah, Eustace? We should so. get him on one day, Matty. He's a very laid-back character. No, I had, I had spoke to him. Oh, the other, yeah, yeah, yeah. Glad you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, coming gotcha. from you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very Terry good. Henderson's going to join he us is. shortly. He's, He's sitting over there, looking urbane as usual, and uh, he uh, spoke. And um, he, uh, he spoke at this conference, and oh, he yep. was on a panel. Yep. And um, he's got on Thunderstruck and so on. So lots to talk to. Yeah. When Terry, Terry speaks, we listen. Nikita, I don't know whether Maddie's told you he's got a job for you the next couple of weeks. Have you told Nikita about the Hillsville bus that we need to get sorted? Oh, love bus. Does that? And it's going to be called the Love Bus. Well, we call it the Love Bus. <laughs> before before you came along, we had a thing called the Love Bus that we'd have a competition on RSN. We got a lot of take-up for it. The questions were really easy because we just wanted to get people on the bus. <laughs> like, what's the world's tallest mountain you're in? Even if they gave the wrong answer. Um, so we did it at Hillsville twice and Woolamai once. It was massive and it got a lot of take-up. We had the best day ever. I spoke to uh, Dave Purcell from Hillsville. He wants to do it. We need to get our act together. Yep. So we need to talk to you because you're the, you're the one. Righto, let's do it. You don't know it, but you're the one. You're okay, in charge, Let's Nikita. do it. Let's we'll we'll take this off air again. and we'll, we'll get it Sounds done. Sounds good. Uh, appreciate you coming all the way to the convention centre today uh, just through the Country Racing Show, <laughs> yeah, even no though worries. you're about to pop inside and listen to some far more important people speak. Nikita, we will do it again next Thursday. Look forward to it. Thanks, guys.